Okay. Hey. We sound a little bit different this week. Just a little bit. It's like kind yes. of different. What's so different about this week, Meryl? Mm, I am a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Calling um, in. Now I understand um, you're having some you. some thank troubles you. in um in Missouri, right? Is that where we're calling from? Or? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's Missouri. It comes with its own set of troubles. It's so um, true. It's such a different feeling. It smells better than New York, which is nice. <clears throat> oh, I can imagine. It's such a different feeling not having you here on the orange couch. But Yeah, I miss the orange velvet couch. I mean, I don't because it's a terrible couch, to be yeah. clear. It's like very uncomfortable. I'm definitely getting like poked in the back by something, and I don't know what it is, and I don't want to find out. Sure, that's true. You're, like, simultaneously falling through and also just, like, being crushed, like, pushed over. Absolutely. It's sort of, like, Murphy bed folding you Mm -hmm. while you also sink into the ground. Yeah, it's really, really pleasant. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, So, yeah, I'm calling in from Missouri. I'll be here for a couple months at least, and... um, Then you're off to the... I'll be calling in these days. I'll be calling in. Yeah. Um, We're going to make it work. How is it in New York? New York is um, cold and uh, that's about it. (laughs) I mean, same here. Yeah. It's just been great, you know. Okay. Well, do you have any business other than uh, this cool small talk we've put up top? Yeah, this is some really great. (laughs) Great small talk that we've got going on here. Yeah, people um, are going to really like this. Oh, yeah. No, this, <laughs> this is really quality content. Uh, no, I don't think <laughs> we have any small talk right now or business, whatever the fuck we're doing. That's not true. You <laughs> saw SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, that's Please right. I us. did see Keep SpongeBob. it brief, but okay. tell us what you thought. Let's say give it your overall recommendation and then uh, highlight. Sure. So overall recommendation, um, I definitely think people should see the show. It's. I thought it was highly entertaining. Um, I think they missed the mark okay. a little bit on the music because the music was like written by a bunch of different artists, like Panic at the Disco, the Plain White Tees, right. like um, David Bowie wrote a song. Like a bunch of different people had a hand in the music, so it was kind of like missing a through line. Um, but yeah. other than that, like it was really, really enjoyable. It was really entertaining, very funny. Um, I've heard very good things about the lead. Oh. My God, Ethan Slater is so cute, and it is so wrong that I am so attracted to a cartoon character. It's not okay. <laughs> My entire childhood Tell is ruined. Tell that to the millions of young girls who fell in love with her Gillies. Truly. And also Simba, weirdly. Anyway. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, if you can get uh, uh, to New York and see it, I mean, go for it. Okay. You're going to have to deal with, yeah. like, screaming children, but when do you not have to deal with that? Uh, were there lots of kids there? Did you uh, feel like there more were, than usual? There were a couple of kids. There were more kids in than a normal Broadway show that I've seen. Um but okay. I don't. Th- I don't feel like it was an overwhelming child like children's show. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So overall, Connor Rallio recommends definitely. So, uh, Meryl, who's our guest this week? Uh, our guest uh, did not give us any credits that we had to name. So I guess I'll just go. Um, I guess we'll just make the, some shit up. Off- 
the top of the dome. Um, they are an incredibly talented uh, singer and costume er maker designer. <laughs> they quilt. Um, they do it all. They dance. They sing. They make me laugh a lot. It's Justin Glover. Yay! Hello. Hey. 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 Hi. I, that's note, when you're supposed I to come in and say hello, but you were. Hello. <laughs> oh my just, God, right? Just hello, hello, and so much hello and welcome today. Yeah, hello and welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so this week we're talking about Hello Dolly at Justin's request. Hello mm-hmm. Dolly. Yeah. Mm. Currently on Broadway with. Uh, Bernadette, well, or is that um, Slayer? Right now, I think it's... It's young Betty Middleton for a few more Donna days. Murphy. Yeah, Bette Midler and Donna Murphy are still going. Um, and then Bernadette will be in... It's over in Feb, right? In February, yeah. The end of January. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Slowly, quick, fa- uh, quickly approaching her, Slowly quickly her approaching closing us. date. Definitely, definitely. I mean, like, I feel like Justin, Bette Midler has it? kind of been, like, on vacation the entire show. <laughs> Because she yeah, performs like maybe four times a week, and that's about it. Yeah, I have not Listen, seen. Listen, when you're back, you can do whatever you want. That's true, right? Honestly, like she's you got haven't. a check. I'm sure that check is cleared already. Oh, she can do for sure. She, wants. she can do whatever the fuck she right. wants. Yeah. I have yeah, seen yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. I saw it with Donna though. My friends saw it with Bet, and they said that in uh, as I'm sure we'll get to in mm-hmm. one of the the first dance numbers. So when they're all like getting on the train, oh yeah, she just uh, she messed up the dance, and she fully just said to the audience, "Oh well, there's always another show." <laughs> So I'm excited to get in there and I check have, it out before she leaves. I have heard that she does that a lot where she'll like flub <laughs> lyrics and she'll just look at the audience. She's like, nothing like live theater. And I'm just like, you know, oh my God. I mean, she's, she's 246 oh years old. God. She's allowed she's to do She's seven it. feet tall. It's true. 364 pounds. And she's just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, it's true. And she changes wigs she's, all the time. And she's a lizard woman. It's sure. true. Have you seen her eyes? They blink vertically. <laughs> Not horizontally. Weird. Okay. Okay. So, so some facts about the show. Come on, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, the yeah. music and lyrics were written by Jerry Herman. The book was written by Michael mm-hmm. Stewart. Um, the play mm-hmm. or the musical is based on um, a play called The Matchmaker by Thornton Wilder. The original Broadway mm-hmm. production went up in, <coughs> excuse me, uh, January 1964 and closed in December 1970 and ran for 2,844 performances. Mm-hmm. The original West End production went up in December 1965 and ran for 794 performances. There have been four Broadway revivals, all within, uh, up until this latest one, they've all, they were all within like several years of each other. Um, the most recent uh, opened last year in March, or no, um, it started previews in March and opened in April. Um, and there was a film adaptation that came out in 1969 starring Barbara Streisand. Hey, hey. What up? Uh, the original 1964 production got 11 nominations at the Tonys and won 10, which it um, actually tied a record for the most wins of a musical with uh, South Pacific. South Pacific yeah. And it still holds that record today, I think. For It's been like... It lost it in 2001 to the producers who won 12 Tonys. That's right. That's right. Um, but they held it for like you 37 should yeah, that's Wikipedia a, page. Yeah, that's like a 40-year record, though. Yeah, it was, which is it, bananas. it was insane. They won like all the musical awards, like musical, best musical, best musical score, best book, um, director, choreographer, leading actress, all that stuff. Best hats. Yes, best hats. Uh, the 2017 revival, this most recent one, um, got 10 nominations as um, and only won four. 
and it won for best revival um bet won and then um featured actress and or featured actor gavin creel won and then costume design and uh fun fact the original broadway recording was inducted to the grammy hall of fame in 2002 that's amazing yeah pretty insane it's had like everyone has played Dolly Gallagher. <laughs> I was reading that list today, <laughs> and it's just a list of people who have done theater in the past 100 years. Absolutely. <laughs> like, literally everyone. Um, Carol Channing has played her four times. Iconic. In, yeah. She's played her in the she's original and then three of the revivals. It's insane. Um, Good. Babs played her, Bat. Um, uh, Donna Murphy, Bernadette. I saw um, a few in there. Betty White, Yvonne DiCarlo. <laughs> like, these are and these are like regional productions. Something and, uh, like that. Like uh, Mary Martin, Ethel Merman. Literally anyone yeah. who has played a woman in theater in the mm-hmm. past fifty years has done. Held the, and uh, the role of Dolly Gallagher was originally written for Ethel Merman, mm-hmm. but um, she passed up on it. And uh, Carol Channing eventually made it like her own, and mm-hmm. she's still being weekend at Bernie'd to play the role today. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, so just a quick synopsis after that terrible joke. Um, Hello, Dolly. Oh, God, follows... I forgot I was supposed to write that. Oh no, it's okay. Hello, Dolly follows the story of Dolly Gallagher, <laughs> a strong-willed matchmaker, as she travels to Yonkers, New York, to find a match for the miserly half-a-millionaire Horace Vandergelder. In doing so, she convinces his niece, his niece's intended, and Horace's two clerks to travel to New York City. That's the show. <laughs> That's true, which is insane. I did not read the synopsis before I listened to this musical, yeah. and uh, it was baffling, honestly. So do go in knowing what's happening, I feel like, yeah, if you're going to listen to it and not see it. Um. It's the music is just really, really fun and light and doesn't I mean, like it does move the plot forward a little bit, but it's mostly just like the characters kind of singing about whatever happens to be like the music happening. is pretty standard golden age musical. Exactly. Yes. When you think like, of uh, what a musical is, Hello Dolly is like a full ensemble. Oh yeah, screaming absolutely. at the top of their lungs in twenty-seven part harmony, mm-hmm. all standing, parking, and wearing parking. eight hats, seven <laughs> bustles, and like all in somehow a hat, everyone all has in like a, a suit. Everyone's scooting, every single one of them. And it, oh god, it's yeah. one of my favorite. Everyone things about has it. on it's, just like dance shoes, like a true. heeled dance shoe somehow. <laughs> a, a They're good all nude. <laughs> yeah, a capizio. Yes, absolutely. A capizio. Um, I'm sorry, they're not Laduca. So let's just let's get into it. Um, no, I, I think we economy. all. I don't know about all of us, but I definitely listened to the uh, most recent obese, most mm-hmm. recent uh, cast recording. So Bette Midler. Um, Beanie Feldstein, um, David Hyde Pierce, Taylor Trench. Um, okay, when, when I saw it, uh, I had no idea that Beanie Feldstein was um, what's his fuck's sister. <laughs> oh, her that brother. Guy. I don't know. I don't know um, who that is. Oh, sorry. Uh, Josh Gad. Oh, really? Yeah, that's hilarious. What? And she's so she she is so fucking funny in the show, and it like. After I found that out, I was like, oh, wait, that makes who so is Minnie Feldstein? Um, Josh she Gad's plays, sister? I, she played um, Minnie, right? No. She's yeah, Josh Gad's she sister? Minnie. Pretty sure. 
They don't have the same last name. How does that work? Sometimes, Meryl, when a mommy and daddy <laughs> are fighting. Um, no, no, no. That's enough out of you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, is that true? That's crazy. No, Jonah Hill. Sorry. I don't believe that. That's yeah. the same person. Just one of the I mean, there's actually one of them is on plays. Um, yeah, she <laughs> That's is me. on movies and on plays. <clears throat> uh, she's Jonah Hill's. No, sister. Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill is her older brother. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> we are not professionals here at Bits Over Broadway. Bits over Broadway. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the estate of Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> the estate? Is he dead? <laughs> he might be after that accusation. It's true. <laughs> That's um, crazy. But yeah, and she's she... best friends with Ben Platt, which I knew. Right. Definitely. <laughs> as we as we all right. knew. Definitely. No. Anyway. Um, that was moving I'm along. Glad we took please. a break for that. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> moving right along. The show begins. Curtain up. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's get into it. Um fave songs. Let's talk uh of Plots. Let's let's get into it. I had a question right up top, and M- Meryl, have you did you get a chance to watch the movie, or have you ever seen the movie? I have not. Okay. Um, Once again, I'm wildly unprepared for the <laughs> show that I knew was coming and planned for. So um, I guess this is just going to be for uh, Justin. Does this <laughs> musical pass the Bechdel ca- test? Ooh. No. I don't think it does. No, there's at all. no way. Because see, it's, the majority it's women talking to each other about not a man. Right? About not That's a man. Test? Yeah. And literally yeah. every conversation Dolly has has something to do with, with a man. Horace. Yeah. With or, either yeah, Horace yeah, yeah, yeah. or setting up. And she only ever talks to Minnie and Irene. Yeah. I mean, there's only six characters in the play, or like seven characters. Right. In the it's play. a very small cast. The one way it may. <laughs> no. If there's enough between her and. Uh, the head waiter, like her ordering food. If that goes long enough, maybe it passes. But other than that. But the head waiter is played by a man. Oh, man. Yeah. There You're is right. that, like, the other woman that he, <laughs> that she talks to, that she, like, brings in to, like. She, like, fake matches him up with? Yeah. She, like, Ernestina. fake matches up with him. Ernestina money. If she talks to him at all about anything other than Horace, then <laughs> yeah, this I don't show think will pack so. the best I don't Bechdel think it test. does at all. But the point is the hats. Let's not lose focus. No. We can't. Yeah, we let's, can't. Not, let's not. Let's, let's not talk feminism about that. Justin, way of I feel like something that probably drew you to the show was the costuming. You're a very talented seamstress. Yeah. Costumista. And yeah. No, I'm, I, so Misa, I actually yeah. Is that your preferred to, term? <laughs> I got to costume the show for a prep school downtown this year. And, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah, wow. It was, it was so much fun. Because for a lot of them, you know, it's their first experience, and it's such a, like you said, such a great, like, golden age musical, mm-hmm. full of mm-hmm. of all the dancing and the singing mm-hmm. and the costumes, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I got to the make dancing hats. dancing and the singing and the costumes, you know? yeah. Just big, beautiful feathered mm-hmm. hats. So did you get to, did you with. personally get to make the hats? Yeah, or? I made all the hats that's awesome. for the show, and it was yeah, do you have so Can we fun. put them on our website? Yeah, of course. I mean, By I website, I mean... Our Instagram. <laughs> I was gonna say, what website? <laughs> Is there something I don't know? <laughs> but it's so much no, fun to watch them. No, not until I lock into a deal with Squarespace. <laughs> Amazing. We're to just gonna get every out. other podcast's <laughs> free code for Squarespace, Squarespace, and then just get a website for free. <laughs> just gonna for pull a major forever, grift. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Um, so the yes, first song so, of the show. So the, uh, the basic plot is that um, Dolly Gallagher is uh, a, a matchmaker. Yeah. And she is kind of like going around fixing everyone up. She is a widow. Mm-hmm. She is herself uh, a widow. That is correct. And she yeah. is a busybody ass lady. She is. And she's constantly she talking is. to her dead husband, like just like a lot. As like a kind lot. of an aside to the audience. She yeah. like will look and start talking to him and like ask for signs and like <laughs> look for guidance from so, him. And it's really funny. I did write it is, it's hilarious. I did write down that the show is deceptively funny because when you listen to the cast recording, there's not a lot of humor there. Right. And like no, the majority of all of the bits and all of the comedy comes in the scenes. And the show is actually really fucking hilarious. Yeah, the show is really I mean, really Bat Midler is a comedic actress. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's a lot of physical comedy. There's in the show so too. much physical there's comedy. A, it's like a really slapstick. Yeah show and i felt like uh personally i felt like that didn't really translate from the stage adaptation to the movie mm-hmm. i felt like barbara like, didn't really yeah, do it Barbara's a lot that's not really her thing no I feel like she probably put the kibosh on no. a lot of that probably um yeah but like when <laughs> you kibosh. watch the stage no, no, none of that production, I mean, look at the gown she's wearing she's not falling anywhere no, in that truly movie. not <laughs> she's got an almond nail for the whole movie she's not doing that <laughs> You can't fall, and as I've always said, you cannot fall with an almond nail. You will break it. Right, it's gonna break. You're gonna have to get a fill. Absolutely, and that's just and who has the time? Not me. In this economy, please. No, no, none of us. But yeah, I. It's it's a very deceptively funny show. Like you wouldn't expect it to be funny just by listening to it or by reading the plot synopsis. (laughs) No, No, certainly not. It doesn't sound funny at all. Something that I did expect from listening to the most recent Broadway cast recording was, um, for those of you that have seen Oliver and Company, uh, (laughs) Bette Midler voices the poodle, who's the bad guy. Yeah. So it was very, well, she's not the bad guy, but she's like kind of a jerk. In the movie. And in the the movie of Oliver and Company, kind of a jerk is pretty bad. (laughs) And, well, she's not like... Fagin or whatever right. the big guy's name is not Fagin but yeah she's not the bad guy but she's not great anyway it really colored my it really colored my perception of her role in this she's like the good guy protagonist of this musical but I just kept expecting her to be like get out of here little kitten <laughs> I just kept expecting her to be the bad guy just like swiping goop onto her eyeballs so it was oh really hard for me to like wow. root what for Dolly company deep cut <laughs> <laughs> Meryl is made up of little more than deep cuts. The worst part is that I know exactly what you're talking about, and it hurts my feelings. I know. (laughs) That's how I wish I could operate every morning, just dip my hand into a jar of goop and just, (laughs) now I'm made up for the day. Uh, I'm not going to talk about how that reminds me of Medusa taking off her eyelashes in Rescuers, but it does when she goes. I get it. Oh, and like the eyeliner does like, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's all I had to say about that. It just reminded me of that, and it was very hard to focus. Sure. It's hard to focus when you're thinking singing. about a poodle. Yeah. As they always say. Yeah, it's, true. it's hard to, it is hard to focus when you're thinking about a poodle, <laughs> who's arguably not great. No, definitely not. Um, I would like to address so. 
the second song in the show, I Put My Hand In, which, like, the whole first song, Colin and Dolly, they're all talking about, like, Dolly does stuff for everybody else. Right. And the whole second song is her going, I do things for everybody else. So the one thing I <laughs> yeah. have to say, like, this is such a gay nerd thing to say, I really hate that you lose in the uh, recording, you lose the her coming on stage and everyone clapping yeah. before the song starts. <laughs> I was like, why did no one clap? And I was like, oh, because it's a recording, you nerd. <laughs> So they like for for anyone who hasn't seen the show, they like sneak Dolly on stage, because like uh, at least on the Broadway production, they like bring it on, bring her on in like a carriage uh-huh. with like a bunch of other people, and she's dressed just like the other chorus people, and they're all reading newspapers, and then she drops hers, and it's Bette Midler or Donna is. Murphy, and then everyone the there's a 45 minute standing ovation, and right. that's why the show's so long. <laughs> What I love about that show is, um, this is the joke that I wrote. Uh, she says, you know, I I put my hand in here, I put my hand in there. And that's when you first learn that the show is about fisting. I'm sorry. This is a family podcast. Gross. We don't Get talk out. about fisting here. <laughs> you learn that this is a, is a fisting show. Top. This is a family podcast. How dare you? I thought first of all, I thought we put that in your contract. That was, not, that was not in my. I didn't sign it. I didn't sign anything. <laughs> it's in his writer that he has. It's to in my writer that I get to talk about fisting. Um, so yeah. after I put my so hand true. in, see. <laughs> then we're introduced to the rest of the crucial characters of the story. It's true, Horace and the Shop Boys. And the Shop Boys, my two favorite boys. The Shop Boys, the best boys in town. True. Now I have to say, um, before we said, move any farther, <laughs> sure. I listened to the Carol version, the original, the sixty-four, or I think that like a version that came out in eighty-nine. But anyway, sixty-four version, sure, and the twenty seventeen version. And I know that part of it is like if you listen to the old company and you listen to the new company, just the recording itself is better. Yeah. But man, did they nail the voice casting for the show? It is really this new one, the mm-hmm. twenty seventeen one is phenomenal there's some people and sometimes you're like oh they must be a really good dancer mm-hmm. when you're singing and then you're like in this show though there is nobody that is not a stellar no, everyone, vocalist oh, definitely not it is everyone sounds amazing to me. they yeah they like, really did Creel, oh my god and I, there was like i for a second i was almost a little hesitant because i was like there's like gavin creel is he that funny and then you go and you see him as cornelius and he's just nailing mm-hmm. every single bit and it's fucking hilarious it was great. Um, I did want to talk about this introduction song. Um, Takes a woman is like just all just misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like well, it's just, I think misogyny, it's the song. <laughs> it's funny that they like they very purposefully like lay out these characters. Right. And it's like hard exposition oh, of him being like, sure. she's gonna wash the horse and clean out the stables <laughs> and put out my straps and fix the dinner. Right. Like, that's the entire song is just a list of things he needs someone to do for exactly, him. Exactly, because he's It's a chore list. It's right. insane. Because he it's can't take care of himself. List. It's true. But I mean, like, it is character development because we see later on in the show when he's like, oh, you're gonna be my partner, not my slave. And might I add, one of the first great <laughs> gags of the show is when they spell femininity. Yeah. And is it three cheers for femininity? Ra ra ra. Ra ra ra. F E M I T Y. 
70? A standing joke for as many recordings as I've heard. I think it's just part of the show. I think it right? is. It probably is. And it just goes, Femity? God, that's a good joke. <laughs> Spelling stuff wrong? That's funny shit. You can't beat that. <laughs> you can't. You can't write that. Um, <clears throat> that was definitely an accident uh, that just got kept in the script. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think what's insane to me is that they are, from the outset, da- Dolly is like, yes, I'm going to marry Horace. Like, that was the that was the Wikipedia summary at any rate. They're like, yeah, from the beginning, like from the jump, Dolly's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's going to marry Horace Vandergaard. And like everything about him makes my skin crawl. And I'm mm. like, Dolly, no. because she wants that money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know, but he's I'm a like, well-known half a millionaire. a well-known half a millionaire. He's got $500,000. Yeah, he started with a penny in his pocket. And, and, whatever. and then uh, it turned into a dime. Yeah, I heard <laughs> Oh, and basically, he just took care of a bunch of disabled people who were close to death, <laughs> and then they all died and left them money. Yeah, you know that's called a career you strategy. You didn't make that; you inherited it's it. A you're not a good plan. person. You're True. a trash man. And then he bought an acre. And, then he... <laughs> and now he's selling oats and grains and shit and feed, feed and hay. What is feed? <laughs> like for my point is dolly what are you doing stop stop no i feel like she could definitely do better she's a new york lady you know she went away from the lights 14th street into a personal hey she's a lady about town but she's a you know what though i also (laughs) wanted to just think i think the thing that draws me to the show a lot is you get to see dolly so baldly do what like women don't talk about a lot which is how you have Uh to just own a man and tell him what to do because they're useless. That's true. Mm-hmm. And like, I love That's that she true. does that. Like, she shows it so, uh, you know, yeah, so proficiently, and it's and so eloquently. I like that. Um, the way that she does that is by manipulating him, right? Which is <clears throat> goals, relationship right. goals, no, absolutely. Hashtag relationship goals. I do, and I do like that she's never um, chastised for it. it. It never is like at all. No. Definitely not. Me, you bitch. It's just like, yeah, she's Dolly, and that's what needs to be done Mm because we're stupid, dumb idiots. Like, yeah, that's fine. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, all the men in this uh, musical are kind of billed as incompetent. Mm -hmm. And they are. Right. And all men are. Yeah. Agreed. So, you know, true to life. Yeah. It's a true story. So true to life. But there's like a difference between um, Horace Van de Gelder being incompetent because he's an asshole and like Barnaby yeah. and Cornelius being incompetent because they're just, they're just, you know. And really a story of like young country boys. You know, they a, come off. Yeah. They yeah. come off really like hayseeds. Yeah, definitely. A story about growing up millennial, you know. Like, yeah. You know, your dad's, uh, your dad's crushing your balls because you don't have a good job. And you're like, hey, yeah. I went to college, and all I have uh, is uh, going to the museum to see a stuffed whale. So off my back, pops. Yeah, and also I to have be fair, twenty five cents I to my name. I would pay a lot of money to see a stuffed whale. Uh, and really, thank you to this show for introducing the phrase "holy cabooses," which I mean, yeah, honestly, a gift where would we society. be without that? <laughs> it's which I've been using the vernacular. and will never cease using. Holy cabooses! <clears throat> I only say that when I'm in the last car on the train, though, because I feel like it's. You know, sure. Uh, sure. Lying and advertising. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely contextual. You have to use it right place, right time. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, you um, you know, you won't be allowed back uh-huh. on the train. Um, yeah. <laughs> which this, brings uh, us to the which next song. Which brings us to the next, the like one of the best songs the, of the show. One of the greatest songs, I think, in the canon of like musical theater, Western music. Oh, yeah, Western, not Western music altogether, but Western musical theater. Oh, for sure. Uh, um, Sunday or put on your Sunday, Sunday clothes. clothes. Oh my god! It's like if you have heard any song from Hello Dolly other than Hello Dolly, it's going to be either this one or Before the Parade Passes By. Yeah, um, for sure. Those are yeah. the three like big songs of this show, and put on your Sunday clothes is just like let's it's hear a, let's such hear a, a little bit of gorgeous it. number. There's a world outside of Yonkers, way out there. Made famous in Wally. There's a slick town Barnaby out there, full of shine and full of sparkle. It's beautiful. You know, a uh, quick little callback here to uh, go the distance from when Disney's Hercules. Mm. Really, the same mm-hmm. kind of opening mm-hmm. moment. Here. Yeah, it's a world outside of Yonkers. Hercules was from Yonkers. He was. That's um. That's part of the original myth. Get out the brilliantine and dime cigar. What an expensive cigar. I just think that that first those first two lines that da 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 that's just such a classic that's what I think of when I think of musical theater. At the end of the song there's this trumpet fanfare they do. Um it's like where it starts to speed up again, like da 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 you feel down and out and then the trumpet in the back just goes Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So gorgeous. Oh it my is, god. Yes. It's a beautiful it is, song. It's, it's very, very pretty. Very gorgeous. Um there's nothing <clears throat> about this music that is likable. It is all just very pretty and and I like that it's complex elegant. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's it's very, very wordy. I like that about it. Yeah. That it's there's so many words, they're spitting out a lot of stuff, and it's it's like so beautifully packaged together it doesn't mm-hmm. feel rushed but they're getting so much across yeah and I they're mean, saying so many things yeah. right there's gorgeous. a i mean like there's a reason that this the soundtrack has <laughs> like done so well and right. it's like stuck around for so long and it was inducted into the hall of fame for the the grammy hall of fame and all that i mean like the music imagine is just too, gorgeous just imagine having being able to hear <clears throat> like ethel merman and mary martin and pearl bailey like sing all of these songs right. luckily we can hear most of them but god yeah, and Sunday Clothes, when you, like, add it on with the choreography, it's just, like, a lot of people, like, strolling. Mm-hmm. And, like, this song is a very strolly song. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not as dancey as they make it in the movie. Because um, in the movie they make it. I have some, after seeing the stage production, I'm have, I'm having some issues with the movie now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, Carol won't, won't talk about the movie. Really? I think if, yeah, I think the one time she was, like, asked about it, she was like, Who? Like a full Mariah. Oh no! Well, because they went with Babs and not her, right? Yeah, probably. I didn't realize that uh, Barbara Streisand was in Funny Girl at the same time on Broadway, and they were in like wow, yeah, she was having a real moment in fight seats with each other. That is not to say Barbara Streisand has faded; just competition with each other in a lot of things at the time. Well, because um, mm, no, I don't think they asked Barbara to be in it. No, no, I mean uh, the shows were on at the same time. No, yeah, no, that's what. Yeah, never mind. I was thinking of something else. Connor and I are fighting. We're going to have to stop it's the whole podcast. Um, We're in a fight. I can't work okay. under these yeah. conditions. This Nick, is not in my Cut writer. me out. 
What I think is super interesting, or what I guess bums me out, is that I I didn't see the stage show, and a lot of this music really seems like it would lend itself to beautiful choreography. That's oh, not definitely. in three four time, is it? Put on your Sunday clothes. It's it just seems very like gliding across a ballroom. Mm-hmm. They right. did, I think it's a lot of like side stuff. It's a lot of just like holding your coat yeah. with your elbows da, 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 out da, da, and oh, stepping is. to the side a lot. Yeah. Or um, doing that like stupid walk on your tiptoes uh-huh. <laughs> that I love. So it looks so, like you're moving I'm obsessed yeah. with. It's so fucking funny to watch. But it just like tiptoeing in just, a petticoat. It, exactly. And it's just like bustles like mm-hmm. bouncing up and down and it looks amazing, but it's the dumbest thing you could possibly do in your life. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's just so light and airy. I really, really enjoy it. <laughs> this one, when they get to uh, the part where they're yelling about the train, and she goes, um, Oh my God, stop sniveling. Don't cry on the valises. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of it. They all do it differently, of course, but I love when Peg goes, We haven't missed the train yet. Thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's so her. It's so easy to forget that Bette Midler is such a great comedic actress. <laughs> like because like you think of her in like as Mama Rose and Gypsy and like all these other like serious roles or like as the poodle in Oliver. <laughs> and you're just I, like all these dramatic roles. All these dramatic roles. Such as the poodle comes to mind. Exactly. But like oh, it's she's so, so dramatic as the poodle. It's true. <laughs> it's just really easy to forget that she's an incredible comedic actress. And it really shines on the recording. Oh, she's so funny. Definitely. And, like, I am upset that I didn't get to see her perform it because I would have loved to see her take on the comedy or the physical comedy bits. Mm. Because, like, there are so many times in the show where Dolly is just, like, in five different places at once on stage. Um, And it's just so fucking funny, and I would have loved to see her do it, especially, you know, as a 400-year-old woman. (laughs) Lizard Queen. <laughs> that feels like a real <laughs> attack. <laughs> Hear that bet? We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Bits over Broadway. Um, you don't know who we are. <laughs> we got your number, Beatrice That's Middleton. our only Fine. cure is anonymity. Yeah. That's true. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, so put on, your, put on your Sunday clothes. It's great. Yeah, it's a really great song. Um, I am obsessed with... The Barnaby and Cornelius and Minnie and Irene storyline. I, I was going to say, now we get to the worst you? song in the show. Oh, <laughs> Ribbons Down, Ribbons my, down my Back is the worst song in the show. But their storyline. <laughs> it's terrible and stupid. It's, it's like, so it's like dumb. a whole different show. Like all the other shows. Yeah. We're at the circus. And then she's like, I'm probably going to kill myself in a few Yeah, she's basically doing memory in the middle of like. Oh my God. The greatest showman. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just insane. Sorry, Gunnar, you were saying. No, I'm just saying that, like, despite that song, <laughs> I am, love the like the story of the four side characters because it's so funny. Let's that go into that a little bit because scenes, it does not play. come across. Oh, definitely the... the scene in the hat shop. Yeah, yeah, where they're like even physically too when oh, they're for sure. they're running under the table, they're running into like yeah. the armoires and stuff, and it's all like so silly and contrived. Oh, absolutely. But it's, they make it work, and mm-hmm. it's. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, there's this scene where when um, all the main characters get to New York, apart from Minnie and Irene, because they're already there. Um, but, the New Yorkers. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
lost my train of thought. Uh, but they get to New York, and um, Dolly has told Barnaby and Cornelius, the two shop clerks, to go and call on Minnie and Irene as a way to get um, Irene away from Horace Vandegelder because he was supposed to marry her. And now she's trying. Dolly is trying to manipulate Horace into marrying Dolly. And I don't think Irene wants to anyway. Yeah, and Irene never really seems very interested in Horace. So the um, Barnaby and Irene, dang. Cornelius um, <laughs> visit Minnie and Irene at the shop, and there's a lot of physical comedy bits because Horace Vandergelder ends up showing up at the shop. So now it, Irene and Minnie have to hide the two boys because they are supposed to be working at the shop in Yonkers. Which gives us one of our most beautiful jewels as well in the show. It's like, true. They follow up Riven's Down My Terrible, Terrible Suicidal Back with um, a song that I didn't even know about until I was costuming the show. Oh, yeah, and because I, they cut it from a couple of productions. I, did, I didn't know that, but they have a... <laughs> Motherhood is like my favorite song for the show. <laughs> it's so silly. It's ridiculous. It's so um, basically what it is is Dolly shows up at the hot hat shop with Horace, and Dolly and Irene and Minnie try to distract Horace by singing about patriotic sentiment. Right, and they're like, in the show, I don't know if this is the same in, uh, in their production, but they like are literally, like, turning his head. And yeah. So they're, like, moving him around to keep him from seeing the boys because they're hiding in all these different I places. think we need to listen to it. It Honestly, like, not having I any context for the show, for all of a sudden <laughs> hearing this list was insane to yeah, me. Yeah, no, it, like, truly doesn't make any sense if you listen to it. For motherhood, America, and a hot lunch for orphans. A hot lunch for orphans is so good. Sir, yeah. flag is passing. Well, because you Annie's only a few, few blocks away. <laughs> That's not Pearl Banner's That's true. That was really good. I love that she did callbacks to Carol too. Yeah, in her definitely. Voice. I love it. Well, I mean, you have to of at this point, like, because Carol was like she made the role, right? And have like, you heard hers? She does it hard. Watch, watch, That's amazing. Which she brought back later in Alice in Wonderland. Oh sure. I'm the White Queen. You know, uh-huh. same, 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 yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah. Same. I get it, I get it, I get it. But I'm just like really interested on how patriotic sentiment distracts a man. <laughs> you Is know, that you, how I get guys? Attention. Do I have to? Just, Are yeah, you confused sure. about that? A have little? you been in America 2017? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> America since 9-11, the biggest distraction is patriotism. <laughs> That's all people have. That is true. There is no faster <laughs> way to derail a conversation than to be like, uh, do you support the troops? Like, what is happening? I mean, I right. you tell you're back you're in like, middle America right now. It's very true. How's that going on? This what? How is that going? The all the troops? patriotism uh, in middle America. All the patriotism in middle America, you oh. know? We love America here. We're saluting. We Do love lots it. of saluting. The flag. Yeah. Alamo, remember the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, Ben does start singing yes, exactly. that. It's so insane. Counterpoint. Just, it's very She's funny. basically just doing a history class. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it doesn't work in the show because they are, um, they get caught. Uh, and Horace finds out that there are two men in the shop, but he doesn't find out that it's Barnaby and Cornelius, mm-hmm. and he walks but out. But he only finds out because one of them sneezes. Yeah. It's not because their because Barnaby trick doesn't work. Sneezed in Astronomical the theater sneeze. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then because the sneeze has to yeah. go through a door, <laughs> right? And several Whoa. costumes. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how I sneeze, actually. That was like, me actually probably sneezing. Probably. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Because then I to myself. Subscribers. Uh, I thought that this scene, um, so The Matchmaker, which is the play that was written by Thornton Wilder, apparently was a farce. Um, it was based on like an earlier play, um, and he translated it into a farce, which made it really popular. But I thought that this scene especially makes a really great translation of that like farcical element into a musical um, because there's so many different – Speak like, on that. Uh, there's so many different direction changes and they're trying to trick out characters and like so many people entering and en- exiting and all that kind of thing. And I feel like they, this scene especially really captured that um, element of the original source material, which mm-hmm. I thought is really cool and really like something you don't normally see a lot in musical theater. It was interesting to read to you in reading about just generally the show, how, and I, I'm sure this happens with a lot of other shows as well, but you know, just diving into it and seeing how much went into the back end of it. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, I think that play was the result of a rewrite of an earlier play that was mm-hmm. a rewrite of an earlier play that was a rewrite of, like, a book. Yeah. Or no, something. And, definitely. And then all the songs that got, like, cut and added and everything. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if that happens to every play, but it's just really interesting to see that or think about that process. Yeah, because like, they did an out-of-town tryout in Chicago, and then they got, like, terrible reviews. Mm-hmm. And they rewrote, like, the entire show. Right. And then brought it to New York, and it's the hit that we all know and love today. It's just great. And I've heard the story about like them adding uh, before the parade passes by and that mm-hmm. sort of thing where like they just were like, something's not working. And then, and then this is why, you know, all these people directed every musical, but they like just went and wrote before the parade passes by and were like, okay, this is fixing it. Thank you. Like, let's go to New York. <laughs> right. <now." laughs> exactly. Which is exactly. an insane thing that right. you're like, it's just not tying together. And then you're like, write one song and you're like, mm, we've done it. Right. Um, yeah, going on to that, um, I I feel Let's like talk about dancing and before the parade passes. Yeah, by. definitely. I feel like with dancing, dancing is definitely more of the waltz number that I mm-hmm. you kind of like get that yeah. feeling because it's definitely more yeah. in like three four time and like that kind of thing. I is that she's teaching him how to dance? Yeah, What's she's the story? so because um, they're gonna go to the harmonia gardens harmonia gardens and there's a polka competition so they have to teach the boys how to dance so right. dolly the who polka. is a dance instructor because she does everything right um sure. she teaches the boys how to dance which leads into dancing and then they all go like dancing around new york essentially is like what happens in the movie and like they kind of go into this huge dance number but <clears throat> it's a really just gorgeous and light uh, number a lot like the um, Sunday clothes. It's really great. Um, just finishing thinking. up the exposition in that whole first act for like getting those yeah, characters out definitely. of the way for her to finish up with her big like park and bark, which is before the parade passes by, Absolutely. where they come back and they're like, "Oh my God, we're all so happy together now, and now it's time for mm-hmm. us to move on to the intermission. So get to your song, Dolly. Exactly. And so she sings. Dolly sings this giant number called "Before the Parade Passes By," and it's like somehow they end up in like the 14th Street Parade. In yeah, like which is the what like they're going to village. anyway. Like yeah. it's happening, and then she just she's like, "Oh, Ephraim, makes it happen." I've got to go to a parade now. Yeah. And so she sings this <laughs> giant number about how she's getting over her dead husband and moving on to Horace Vandergelder. Right. And like, I mean, whom amongst us yeah. hasn't sung a giant show tune number in order to move on from a man? 
who among us has not prayed to our dead husband yeah. about who we should marry? I do it every day. Well, it doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't I go to a parade every day. He, there's a parade every day in New York? In New York, you probably could. Actually, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of parades in New York. <laughs> like, more than you would think. And New York is closer than you think. In the summer, there's one every weekend. There's what? And New York is closer than you think. So anyway, um, (laughs) we're now on to, (laughs) before the parade passes by, the greatest song. Well, actually, before we move on, let's let's take a break. We'll be right back. Um, Everyone can take a break. You can pause this. You can stop listening to us and pretend like you did. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back. uh, We'll be back in just a minute. After these messages. After these massages. Okay, welcome back. I Hello. hope you guys enjoyed your intermission. Is uh um before the parade passes by, is that the intermission song? Like, yeah, actually we yeah, like nailed it. Leads right into the intermission. Right into the intermission. I tried. And then, All right, so let's talk about act two. So um David Hyde Pierce or uh Horace Vandergelder opens act two with like a patter song about this penny in his pocket. And I'm And if gonna... you're if you're Megan Betcher, that's uh Niles Crane. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh don't Just know musical the theater and if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you know musical it's Fraser's theater. brother. It's Fraser's brother. <laughs> um because <laughs> Also known as David Hyde Pierce. Also known as David Hyde Pierce. To his he friends. got so. Yeah, not everyone knows. It's important. It's true. It's true. Um, he got so screwed at the Tonys. Also, Wet Hot American Summer. Okay, go that ahead. too. Oh yeah, he is in Wet Hot American Summer. Um, but he great. got so screwed at the Tonys because he performed this song at the Tonys this year, and everyone was pissed because everyone wanted Bet to be there, and Bet was on vocal rest, so she did not. And then she came out right after the song and um, gave an like. Uh, presented one of the awards is sure is rude vocal rest for uh singing is not the same as vocal rest for talking no right definitely not i mean but i feel like you don't want to come out and mark at the tonys yeah, absolutely. You want to be full. But I feel like... Full strength. I feel yeah. like Edler always marks it, to be clear. <laughs> True. I was going to say, I feel like if anyone could get away with marking it <laughs> with at the talking Tonys... Before the parade passes it would by. Be, it would be... Before the parade... That <laughs> passes by. <laughs> before the parade passes by. She comes out in her Winifred I'm Sanderson. Winifred, baby. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay, so... Um, Penny in pocket, David Hyde Pierce, DHP... The yeah. big easy. Niles. He's basically talking, the entire song is about, is essentially what you said earlier about him How he made taking his, his advantage dollar, of dollars. all of these poor, broken people. <laughs> you know, capitalism. Well, at one point right. he's like, I took care of a blind woman and she left me all her money. I was like, just because she's blind doesn't mean she's like close to death. Right. Well, then he, but she was. he did, he did like marry the boss's daughter or something like that. And I think he, he helped the boss. She died. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Yeah. Which makes me honestly think that like maybe it was not so. There are on some the murder up up, jokes in the show. No, there so. definitely are. <laughs> yeah. It's possible and plausible. Yeah. Here we are. So, um, here at uh, Socialism R Us, uh, <laughs> this is not our favorite song. <laughs> 
Socialism are we? Yeah, we actually, truly, it was making me like honestly furious. It was first written as penny in our pockets, but because it was so soon after the um, you know Red Scare, they oh yeah, a penny definitely. in my pocket. Right, they didn't want me communism. The the shows from the sixties and uh, McCarthyism was everywhere. <laughs> penny in our pocket. That's very funny. Okay, um, thank you, Meryl. Anyway, it just basically introduces. Uh, Oh, Horace and why he's such a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> In my such opinion. Such a horrible, horrible man. I mean, like, we just basically learned that he's, like, you know, every other capitalist in the world taking advantage of the people below him. Now, let's let's talk about... I know he wasn't him in the in the actual play, but Walter Matthau plays it in the video, in the film. Oh, yeah. And God. Oh, my. What a <laughs> What a curmudgeon. What? Yeah, he Made truly is just like a curmudgeon. curmudgeon. But, like, it's so funny because he's so unattractive. <laughs> You're like, why? What? Other than the money is there. And who knew? There has to and be to something be clear, else. it's only funny. I mean, like, no, David Hyde Pierce funny. is rocking some, like, amazing, like, mutton chops into mustache uh-huh. situation as Horace Van Gelder. He's kind of hot, too. But anyway. he's, like, kind of hot. Yeah. So you can get Listen, away with it. He's Connor and I have discussed hot. this on our Spin Lot episode. We are down for David H. Pierce. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. We're here for it. But Horace as a person, especially played by Walter Matthau, is... Tough stuff. Yeah, that's, it's truly. A, that's a boo. Truly. Boo on that one. Absolutely. But that does lead that, us into gonna, I'm going to boot it. <laughs> that's a boot. It's a, a boot. It's a nut that's for a, me. That's, that's a boot for me. Um, um, okay, so let's talk about elegance. Another one of the greatest the, songs. My favorite song in this entire show. I love it so much. We've got elephants. <laughs> um, it's a song about elephants. I just love elephants and, so much. So the song is Elegance. And it's, let's talk. Uh, let's listen it's, to it. We're going to listen to it. Um, and it's basically the no, four. No, you can talk. Talk about it. Yeah, we can. So um, it's Cornelius and Barnaby and going out with Irene and Minnie. Yeah, and singing about it, and it is lyrically brilliant. It is, and the way that they they perform it is very stylized. It's a lot of aesthetic, stylized movement. Um, to make it look like they're walking through New York, but they're also trying to show because um, Barnaby and Cornelius are like tricking Irene and Minnie into thinking that they're rich. Um, so it's basically them just being like, "Yeah, yeah, we're we're really wi- rich. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely have more money than twenty five cents. It's right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, um, it's kind of in the song they talk about like." I think they're tricking us. Like, they know the Absolutely. whole time that they're broke. <laughs> but they're naive, and so Irene and Minnie are both naive, and or I think Minnie's actually naive. Irene just wants to be. And then uh, Cornelius and Barnaby are just idiots that are horny. True. Um, you have a whole lyric about just how horny they are. It's like, true. We're going to go to New York, and we're going to kiss And we're going to kiss a girl. a girl. And we're not going to come back until we've kissed a girl. <laughs> Horniness is not punished in the show. Horniness is not punished in the show. Which we can all uh, appreciate. That's true. We've all sung about that. Yeah. Um, Every day of my life. But elegance, they talk about... um, I don't date men. Like silver... Like the the silver spoon line. And like... I love the line about... um, Some were born with rags and patches. We use dollar bills for matches. Yeah. I love that line. I think it's such a great lyric. It's just a very fun song. And I... it makes me mad that it, they cut it from the movie mm-hmm. because I feel like it takes away a lot of the storyline and like mm-hmm. the, the humor from Barnaby and Cornelius. And you don't get to see that a lot because they're secondary characters. So um, they're singing a song while the stars are off stage. I'm moving them out to uh, to get them to Harmonia Gardens where all the 
the true magic the true is going to take place. Magic is the, about to happen. The true shit is going to hit the true fan. It's true. So um, this moves us into uh, the waiters' gallop, which is exactly what it sounds yeah. like. They start racing the waiters <laughs> from the restaurant. And it's just, just... All the boys <laughs> that are lucky enough to be out of their restaurant jobs for these last it's few true. weeks, it's true, running around in matching red coats, <clears throat> and they're preparing the restaurant because Dolly Gallagher because they know returned. she's on. The way. And one of the things I like too that I forgot to mention on Elegance is when they're, um, it's so funny to be like in New York and hearing them talk about that like turn of the century New York and all those people who like, they talk about meeting the Astors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I am often at the Astor Place Kmart. So I feel like an Astor. Sure. Often, you know. I didn't realize that is, and that is actually the um, transference property. That's so. <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> Distributive property. Yeah, it's a quadratic mm-hmm. equation. So uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's how I. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. math is. I'm rich. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so waiters are galloping. The waiters are galloping. I'm rich. Everyone's rich. Um, definitely living in New York. <laughs> There's a stuffed whale somewhere. <laughs> Uh, someone's kissing a whale. Yeah, someone's making out with it. The waiters gallop, I said, is... Um, How dare you? I've moved to Missouri. So. <laughs> <laughs> no whales in Missouri. No whales Not in Missouri. Anymore. It's a landlocked state. <laughs> JK, there's one. <laughs> Should we all be so lucky? Um. <laughs> the point is, that gets us to the greatest... Like, I know I've said every moment's the greatest moment of the show, but... Truly, Point. the like pinnacle of the show, the nadir of the show. Absolutely, where Dolly's revealed appears at the top of the stairs. Top of the, the staircase. She's in the red dress, the famous red dress, which actually Carol Channing donated to the Smithsonian. The original is mm. at the um, in one of the parts of the Smithsonian, That's which amazing. is pretty incredible. And I think she—I don't know if you saw her documentary. She still has some of the hat, like some oh, of the really? feather pieces, like the. The like famous red, yeah, um, like Ford leaning feather uh-huh. fan. I'm sure she has twelve or thirteen of them, but for she sure. shows them off you know, in her for documentary. The Eighteen times she's played right, exactly. Don Gallagher, um, but it's just like this really incredible moment, and that moment always gets another forty five minutes uh, standing ovation. I, yeah, I mean, how could you not? Because it's, it's it's kind of the point. Yeah, it's, you it's know, like, it's that golden age. Mm-hmm. It's like. This is the the build the da 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 da. Yeah, and she's kind of like revealed. She's just like they pull up a screen and then she's there, right. and it's an incredible moment of theater. And then she sings the song called that is the name of the, the show. Hello, of the show. Dolly. Hello, Dolly. And um, she's basically just saying, "I'm home. This mm. is where I belong. I'm back in New York. This is me. This is who I am. This is real. This, this is, is me." Real. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And every single chorus boy <laughs> wets their pants because Bette Midler is speaking directly to them. Right. Probably the only time she ever deigns to speak right. to them. And they go into this huge fucking... She calls them all Michael. Yeah. She calls them all Michael. She <laughs> when they're not on stage. She doesn't know their name. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> She asks them con- when they're when they're in their waiter, <laughs> which they're in their waiter costume. She's constantly asking them, like, "Can you bring me like, can you bring me a water or something like that?" And they're like, "I'm not really a waiter." She's like, "Get me a water." <laughs> can I just have a turkey, please? Aki. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Official Bernadette Peters is Dolly this Saturday. Oh, oh shit! We were behind. Yeah. Yikes. You are. Flip those calendars, boys. It's January. Oh, my. 
So I wanted to get play that in December anymore. I wanted to play this one part. I know this is uh, not the show. This is the movie. But how dare you? I'm gonna scoot it back just a bit. You know how so we I feel talk about the movie here. So she's addressing all the waiters. Oh, I, I way rewinded it. Wow. So uh, talk amongst yourselves, I guess. So anyway, the part that I love that's coming up is it's like there's just these little flourishes in the show that are so beautiful to me. These little responses she does. All right, are you ready? That is so romantic to me. I can't oh, yeah. explain that, the feeling like that the... gives me when she's like, look at you all, you're all so handsome. And they're talking like, so obviously, as a gay, I have um, mm. such a soft spot for any time the like, leading woman gets the park and bark and she's singing about getting old. Yeah. Um, like Eartha Kitt and Mimi LaDuck singing oh, sure. um, Everything Changes and like those sort of songs yeah. and Memory and all the other like Torch songs. And uh, just her like, them all saying, you're back and you're beautiful and we love you. Mm-hmm. That's, ugh. It's just incredible. It doesn't get better it's than a good, that. I mean, it's a great feeling. It's a great it's a, musical. It's an incredible moment and uh, in the musical. It's great. Um, and Meryl loves it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was trying to figure out where you were. <laughs> we're, t- we're at Hello, Dolly. Yeah. There you go. And they keep galloping. So in the show and the movie, I think this differs a little bit, but they end up getting it, not to get too in the weeds on the plot here, but uh, they end up getting in a fight and like trying to, they (laughs) see Horace and Horace sees all the boys and then they're trying to hide from each other and people uh, get drug around. Yeah, it's very, it goes more into that farcical element of the... It gets um, silly. The source It gets silly. And there's like a whole mix up with uh, the wallet so that Barnaby and Cornelius can... Uh, pay for their dinner with Mr. Vandergelder's money, and then um, I do think it's funny that they don't comp her meal. Like they yeah. prepare the whole restaurant for her, and then they're like, "So, <laughs> um, do you want another? Do you want a refill? It's going to be sixteen more dollars, debit or credit." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then everyone somehow gets arrested, and they go to court. <laughs> And they all go to night court. And they go to night court. And in night court, Dolly finishes her meal. She like spends like 10 minutes just eating on stage. And it's the funniest moment of the show. Because it's just Bette Midler or Donna Murphy or whoever just <laughs> sitting there stuffing their face. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> and she takes like, she like, like really like, luxuriates in the meal and she just sits there for like a good 10 minutes just going that's amazing hard and that was so in her rider funny. probably oh definitely i need at least 20 minutes of eating <laughs> in the show i don't want my sugar to drop <laughs> it's true it's true and then she gets up and she presents a defense for everyone who got arrested <laughs> because uh, dolly gallagher is also a lawyer also a lawyerist right <laughs> a lawyerist uh-huh it's important to to note when you're a female lawyer, so we use yeah. the term lawyer. Exactly. Sure, 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 sure. Or sure. lawyer ricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lawyer ricks and lawyer rest. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you want to be I inclusive. I should know that. I'm a feminist. Because I can't of my help my myself. Day job, but I'm sorry. 
I'm for a feminist, I, I must point out when it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's in my writer. I'm contractually obligated. Um, I'm a contractual feminist. The last note that I have for the show <laughs> Me too. is um, that while I was listening to the song Hello Dolly, just backing up here a little you bit. You cried. Uh, no, oh. I was scrolling through my Twitter timeline and photos of Dolly Parton started showing up. <laughs> <laughs> when will Dolly Parton play Hello Dolly? That's what I want to know. Be just peachy and perfect. That'd be great. It'd be very funny. Anyway, they'll get out of court, basically. Kind of a, yeah, you know, not They say that scene. it was, I, um, I thought that it was a Dolly Parton jukebox musical. <laughs> <laughs> One day, maybe. <laughs> what will they call it? Goodbye, I don't know. Dolly, maybe. I don't know. Goodbye, Dolly. No, she'll never die. Today's Betty White's birthday. She never will. Okay. Yeah, um, she, she's like 96. It's Betty White, insane. former Hello Dolly actress. It all comes back to Hello Dolly. That's, the, that's like the one of the best tangents we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Just saying, like, saying, oh, this, uh, <laughs> this actress who played this right. main character. <laughs> Here's all the other things she did. <laughs> that was great. Perfect. What's that dumb Halloween movie called that everybody uh, loves? Hokey Pokey. That's it. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. There we go. I hate it. Okay. Wait, anyway. you hate Hocus Pocus? Yeah, never, Why do you hate it? I just never saw it, and it's too scary. There's a lot of witches on it. Uh, there's a lot of witches in Brooklyn, but... The point there are is, a lot of witches scary in witches. Yeah, if you can ride the L train, you can watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it's the same. There's the, there's the Twitter bait from it's this true. show. It's true. It's true. That's gonna be the tagline for the show. Um, so we move into the saddest the, and like, ugh, yeah, it's kind of a drag. But when she tells, which is basically like, if you won't love me, I'll just leave. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, just, I'm not even there. Yet. I'm talking about it. it only takes a moment. Oh, where that they're like good too. Well, they're still oh, in court. We're in love. Yeah. <clears throat> it's basically Cornelius and Irene being like, oh, we've been in love this whole time. Oh, we want to do it. We, we're going to do we it. We go fuck. Yeah. We're we're gonna gonna back of this courthouse. Do it. And then they get married in the courthouse 10 minutes later. That's not <laughs> true. Which is how you should do it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I say, I say married first, then meet your partner i mean honestly for the tax like, benefit i'm all else. for an arranged marriage like don't even but, know who they are going in but yes no you're right so long deary is her her fuck you song yeah so long like, deary is you her know what song. i'm fabulous and you own a feed store so let's let's see who is who so let's like, I you said feet store and I was like, you own a feet store i am well known thing. on 14th street and you have an acre of land you live in bitch. fucking yonkers bitch Bitch. Okay. Where is Yonkers? Yonkers? I don't, I don't even, even know. know. Get to Yonkers. <laughs> what is even, it? What is it? Is it a state? It's at I don't the end know. Of the two. I don't know what you it can is. Take the two there. Um, I plugged in Yonkers on my Google Maps, and it was like, where? <laughs> don't even know. That's actually a lyric in the don't song. Even know. It's true. <laughs> it is. Plugged <laughs> it into Google Maps and then it said, I don't know. <laughs> Interestingly, that's where they got the name for Google Maps. That's true. <laughs> it's so true. That's so smart. We, we should use that. Because <laughs> everyone at Google is a huge musical theater nerd. But then, um, and then, then they, they go back together. to Yonkers. Then they're and... like, she's like, you know what? I'm not as mad as I was. Yeah. She says, Ephraim, help me. Oh, I'm not as mad as I was. I'm not as mad as I was. But I need a sign. I need a sign. I need a sign. My dead husband. 
And uh, he and gives, he gives her, her wine because he's nice. Yeah, and, he's a nice uh, man. The sign is. What's the sign? I'll tell you what the sign is, young Meryl K. Aaron's. Uh, Thank you. The sign is, she's talking uh, to Ephraim, and she says, "Ephraim, I, uh, I, I always think about you." And blah 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 bullshit. And then uh, Horace walks up behind her, and he goes, "Hey, hey, sweet cakes. Uh, you know, having money's like money's like manure." You gotta be spreading it around, helping young things grow, which is just what Ephraim used yeah, to say. which was like Ephraim's saying. So, boom, now she knows. <laughs> now she knows he's the one for her. And uh, so then he they decide to uh, tie Fuck. the knot. I mean, that's... get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that too. And that's basically the show. And that's the entire show. <laughs> it's a gorgeous show. It's so fun. Well, that... It's so light and charming. And... You know, they do the, um... <laughs> Ephraim? I opened my Bible, and a leaf fell out. And it's a leaf I put there. It's like a whole thing. Oh, my God. That Carol does. And uh, when I was watching the show that I, the high school version that I sure. did, they go through the whole thing, and they get to the very end, and she goes, Ephraim, I've, and this kid over on like stage left goes, who's Ephraim? Just <laughs> like look in the audience. <laughs> She's talking to the whole fucking time, the whole show. That's great. Who's Ephraim? Just over everything else. Yes. <laughs> it was delightful. I love I love high school theater. And it then should they never get end. We should be doing it for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so the show inspired um, me before we get to our, our last segment of the night. The show inspired did inspire me to Bring Wait, up hold a... on. I got to do uh, sure. our new segment bumper. Hold for bumper. Bow, bow, new segment. <laughs> Please don't edit okay, that in any way. Just leave it just yeah. like that. <laughs> I really <laughs> want that to be it forever. That's um, the bumper. Nick, I hope you got a clean drop of that so we can drop it in. Sure. A clean in drop. Drops. A clean drop. <laughs> A clean okay. drop. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, bring it to the stage. Yeah. Clean okay. drop. <laughs> um, I said that we should uh, dedicate every, uh, one part of the show every time to figure out who are the secret boyfriends. And yes, this yes, this shows well other, clearly. Um, Wait, what do you clearly mean? Barnaby and Cornelius? Barnaby are and Cornelius are secret boyfriends. Clearly, fucking and Horace. Oh. They have to Sometimes. be. Like definitely. Oh, oh, we're in. The, oh, we're in the storeroom. Why else would they be like? Oh, we're no. gonna kiss a girl. Like yeah. you don't need to qualify. I, th- it. I think the lady does protest too much. You know what I mean? Because they've been smooching in the back room. Yeah, it's true. Oh no, I'm high. Smooching I'm high on sniffing all the feed, and I'm smooching you. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very, it's a very Brokeback Mountain situation up, up in oh, Yonkers. No, I'm kissing apparently, on your butt. <laughs> We work at a store. <laughs> that was actually a song they cut from the show. It's true. Kissing your butt and we work at a store. It's true. It is. Gary <laughs> Champion. Man. It was cut for time. <laughs> <laughs> they they really it was just dragging the show on too long. <laughs> and it ends with it's a whole broke back fountain thing you wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, this will make more it's sense. It's not quite in the tone. Years. It was a. Uh, it was just a little too much. <laughs> they were like, we need to get the, the story back to where it belongs on Dolly. Uh, <laughs> We've spent the so past this 30 minutes. A great segment. <laughs> a great segment. 
This isn't so much a segment as you're just like, I think these two characters, you're just shipping two characters. This yeah, is just color yeah, segment. Absolutely. The segment's well, called also, Ship. Well, also, I'm, I brought it up because I, did the, the, I said a similar thing about cats where uh, Rum Tum Tugger and Mr. Mistopheles were boyfriends. Please, one of them's name is Tugger. Of course, <laughs> they're boyfriends. Um, then I'm just going to say, I think this is just you're saying it. It would be like if I created a section that was like horniness is punished. <laughs> it's mostly just a thing you're saying. It's not really a segment. It's a segment. The other part of the segment it's is Irene segment. and Minnie are definitely together as well. Oh, yeah. They're total lesbians. They're it's all just definitely. one giant beard situation. <laughs> Do you want to create it to be a segment so that I can just sing a bumper that goes "Secret Lovers"? And then I don't know why. I, I thought and you were going to do that. Down. That's a clean drop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do the uh, the end of the uh, Goofy show, the Goof Troop show. Do it a bop, bop, a doo up, yeah. <laughs> uh, did we get that clean, Nick? Can we drop that in for the end she of the pod? He's nodding. He's nodding. <laughs> it's going to be the tag. Good. <laughs> Um, um, so I think it's time to move into our actual segment that we do on the show, Man in Chair. Justin, Man in Chair this for us. I will, Meryl. Um, <laughs> you know, I think... So I, you told me I could do, you know, any musical that we wanted, I could, we could focus on when I came uh, to the pad. That's true, and, I did uh, say except that. Except the ones mm-hmm. that you had done already, which is fine. And picked Hello Dolly because... I think um <laughs> I think it, it is a beautiful example of like we've said multiple times a beautiful example of golden age theater yeah. a beautiful example mm-hmm. of what a musical is and sort of the power of a musical to in one like this it's completely theater it's so theatrical you know this isn't happening there's a complete um I mean, obviously, all the movement they do, like, they're doing a lot of, like, fake marching through the city and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it's not an extremely intricate set or anything like that. It's just a play. And it's a really good mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. Um, where they have beautiful music and beautiful costumes. And it's just, to me, everything a musical is supposed to be a traditional, like, beautiful 1950s, 60s musical, sure. you know? Um, it gives you that that feeling that you get of listening to uh, like, do you hear the people sing mm-hmm. and listening to like memory, those feelings that you get when there's a whole group and memory's not a great example, but when you get, you've got a whole group of like 40 people just singing their heart out together. There's something so special and like magical and alchemical in that, that changes that from, I don't know, for me, it's so important as somebody who is, and I mean, all of us are, people who have some sort of love for the theater or are theater mm-hmm. artists um, on whatever level and have seen that come together and to watch people, especially like these Broadway versions, these people literally at the top of their game, the best ones in the world. And they're all getting together to do like the highest performers of the art form are doing the art in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that is like irreplaceable. And so that's Definitely. really special for me. <clears throat> And finally, Connor that one part, us. I'm going to, I'm going to take Connor's, um, the one part <laughs> where Dolly is revealed and just that moment of yeah. like, it's theater magic. Oh, the, for sure. That fourth wall is fully in place. You know that it's just a lady standing in front of you on some fake stairs, mm-hmm. but it's like the full, like the trumpets are blaring. Everybody's there. It's, 
amazing. Mm-hmm. The reveal right, at the restaurant or the reveal the reveal at the, very at the top restaurant. The reveal at the restaurant when like, and you know, I think there are very few shows that like Sunset Boulevard has sort of the same thing where it's that recognizable moment in the show with the costume, yeah. with the hat, yeah, with the lady definitely. on the stairs. And it's like, I don't know. There's always something special when you are sharing something with thousands of other people. And like yeah. all the people that have sure. seen the show for the past almost what, 60 years, almost 60 years, yeah, 50 years. Very much so. Um, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people have seen and like enjoyed that moment. I think something so special there. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, Connor, over to you. <laughs> um, no, it's cool because you get to clap at this moment that like was on, like you get to be part of that. I get what you're saying. Like there's something about theater that is super like ephemeral, but also like when it's staged in a way that is recognizable throughout decades, like throughout four revivals, yeah. you're seeing, even though they didn't see Bet, you're seeing. Right, you're seeing history the star you're seeing Bully come out in an iconic red dress with the feather headpiece like that is just breathtaking and was breathtaking it became iconic because it was breathtaking right. in the same way right um four decades ago and you get to be part of that moment even though it's not the same moment it is sort of culturally you're you're part of it. i totally get what you're saying but i think and sorry connor to keep stealing no, your, okay. your intro again but the um and, <laughs> And I, I don't say this jokingly, I really do mean it. I, for a lot of women, as somebody who deals with clothes for a large part of my professional life, I think about clothing mm-hmm. a lot. And sure. it makes me think about how for you know a lot of women, the only gown they ever buy is a wedding dress. And it's yeah. like the day they look the most beautiful. And you get to see this mm-hmm. woman who is a woman of a certain age, like an older woman and a widow, who is like owning her shit mm-hmm. and running things. And she's mm-hmm. so... There's something so beautiful about that moment where she's like so celebrated and she's, Mm -hmm. she's standing there and they've like, all these people love her so much because of who she is. And she's just being like really cheered on and celebrated in that moment in this gorgeous dress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she's, everything's going well for her. And I I think it's that sort of, um, escapist, like, um, seeing someone have power that you know society for whatever reason may say shouldn't or doesn't Mm -hmm. and you see them have power Mm -hmm. and you see them like looking beautiful and i think as as a queer person and as like a young gay person it's important to see those narratives and like experience that that it really means something i think that's why it's so meaningful to so many Mm -hmm. queer folks is because you see someone who like Society says shouldn't have those things or shouldn't be doing those things. And they're so powerful and so celebrated and so beautiful. I think that's very special. Definitely. All right, Connor, again to you. (laughs) If you could go ahead and say your thing, please. I'm sorry. I just. (laughs) Connor, me and share this for us. Um, Yeah. So I do truly love this musical. Um, I think Justin hit it on the head almost perfectly. Um, I think that the music is gorgeous. It's just a charming show. It's fun to watch. It's entertaining. Um, and much like, um, Keaton said on our cats episode, like it's, it really is just an entertaining piece of theater and it's magical and it's, um, mystical and it's Mr. Mistopheles. No, um, (laughs) it's, it, it really is just like everything that you expect musical theater to be. And, um, 
it's a perfect I honestly think that like you couldn't really ask for a more perfect piece of musical comedy um, I feel like it kind of exemplifies it in a similar way that like uh, anything goes it kind of exemplifies musical comedy as well and like the, the music of that era um, sort of defines the form yeah definitely and it's such a staying piece of theater for a reason um, and it resonates mm-hmm. with so many people and it's just a truly gorgeous show even if it is kind of even if the plot is like not the most deep right, or like intellectual right. or like depressing or like it still has this amazing staying power because you're seeing this person and you're watching this story that has endured for so long and has given uh like justin said power to so many people and um it's just i i i really do enjoy it a lot i think it's a great show i'm gonna add something onto that so you to I think one of the things that I was trying to get a minute ago that I just, it didn't quite come around for me until I heard you talking um, when I just checked out and was in my own head, not sure. listening. Um, <laughs> was just that I think so many times I was trying to think what's the common like thread for the show and a lot of other shows. Yeah. Because it's not uncommon. You get like the woman and the man is a dick and then right. she's, and, but it's not Manny Pixie Dream Girl, which is what we get from that story now so much. Exactly. I think like she's in charge mm-hmm. of it and that's what makes this show so interesting right. and so like different is that she's pulling all these strings no, and yeah. it's, and it's not like this but I think that's silly usual for the time too, that the woman is so, Oh, in, for sure. In like, in charge of her own destiny. She's right. very, it's not like a reluctant love. It's not like, she's clearly better and he's awful and yeah. she's like, I don't love you. It's not like a will they, won't they, right. or like they, their opposites attract. It is absolutely like, he's terrible and she's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm like bored. She's absolutely, <laughs> she's yeah, just like, like, I need to move on with my life. taking and, charge yeah. of herself and kind of knows what she wants. It's very rare that you get to see not to segue into my own, but it is very rare that you get to see a woman like fully be realized within the first act. She's like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Mm. And this Mm -hmm. is what, these are my goals. She sets goals and she achieves them. Honestly, she's, I mean, I talked Truly earlier. Incredible. I talked earlier about asking, "Does the musical pass the Bechdel test?" But I feel like mm-hmm. that's not really a great way to exemplify mm. how this show does empower. Well, Dolly. I mean, p- sure, plenty of people will tell you the Bechdel test is a low bar. Well, right, um, but yeah. Um, okay, Justin, so, did Meryl. you? Sorry, I interrupted you. Did you make your point? <laughs> oh no, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean that in a rude way. I just, I interrupted you. I didn't want you to feel like you didn't get to say what you wanted to say. No, no, I said everything. Um, So then I guess we've already talked a little bit about it, but Meryl, man in chair. Um, Yeah, I will say I'm super bummed that I only listened to the Broadway cast recording. And I mean, it's incredible. Like, don't get me wrong. The music is stunning, but I feel like I missed out on a real... Um, major piece of the show by not seeing the staged production. Mm-hmm. Steven, you said, Connor, the difference between the movie, th- that there's a lot lost in translation from stage to film mm-hmm. um, as far as the comedy goes. So I would love to find 
maybe like a bootleg or uh, not a bootleg. We don't support that. Find a, um, a recording of a staged sanctioned recording a sanctioned recording a sanctioned yeah. <laughs> yeah a sanctioned recording um just because i support I feel sanctioned like, here at bits over broadway carol training live stream <laughs> i feel like Instagram you miss out video. on a lot of the jokes and yeah. that was a bummer but the music is beautiful and um again it's very classic it is what you think of when you think of musical theater costumes i you know just from looking online are incredible especially for the most recent production the costuming is mm-hmm, uh, unbelievable um the voices are amazing it's one it's one so many tonys for a reason it is an incredibly um well put together show absolutely I, le- I left it. I would like to deep d- deep dive more into it. It was hard for me to get into again because the songs are fairly disjointed. If you don't know the plot, right? Um, it is tough to understand what is happening. <laughs> I honestly had to double check a couple times. I thought it was like shuffling the songs. Um, I was like, wait, she's leaving? No, she's coming back. Yeah, you she's don't get a lot of the Street. ligament, yeah. like a lot of the connective stuff. If you miss the actual dialogue, it's true really miss a lot there so i i would be more interested to go back now and and kind of really like watch it and deep dive into it but i i highly recommend it i think everyone should listen to it we say this a lot but cornerstone of the canon i feel like maybe not a cornerstone but it is definitely important in the canon for sure definitely theater and definitely a good representation of golden age um, it's not Golden Age though, right? Because it's the sixties. No, it's the sixties. Well past. But I mean, it sounds like, like, it, like Gower Champion. It definitely yeah. sounds like um, Golden Age. I think one yeah. of one of the things exactly what you were saying, like what you miss from the movie to the play, is that in the movie they're actually walking through New York. Yeah. And so you kind of miss a little bit of the hokey, jokey, theatrical, right. you know, mm-hmm. sense of it. Mm-hmm. But truly, truly, a great time. Um, and I feel like it's one of those shows that translates well almost anywhere, too. Like, mm-hmm. if you go see a community theater production, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, like, absolutely. The show's not going to fall apart because, yeah. you know, of a lower budget or right. something like the, that. I mean, the show stands up on its own yeah. pretty well. So, Meryl, just search the country until you find a community theater that's yeah. doing it. Or just walk back to New York. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk. Also, I think one thing we didn't mention was um, there was an all-black production as well, which is oh yeah, that's right, amazing. Like there was in the seventies, also one. I don't think there are a lot of one of the revivals. um, I don't think there are a lot of shows that can say that like someone that looks like Carol Channing and someone that looks like Pearl Bailey played the same part. Yeah, two very different actresses. Absolutely, that was actually the super um, different. Apart from the revival that Bet's doing now, that's one of the revivals that. That's like the only revival Carol Channing had nothing to do with. Mm. Um, That's interesting. Because it was like, I think that was actually the first revival. And then the second mm-hmm. revival, Carol Channing came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Uh, but I mean, like, she really incredible that, that they were able to, to do that, bank. especially in the 70s. Yeah, right? Just really great. Um, so I think that wraps up our discussion on Hello Dolly, unless anyone has anything final to say. 
I don't. I was trying to find out when the golden age of musicals were. I was trying to find, like, the golden age, 1940s to the 1960s. So it could very well fall into that. So it was, like, right on the end. Right, on the the, tail end of the golden age. It it was, like, the bookend of the golden age. Wrapping it up. It's the little uh, parallelogram piece of that gold bar. Definitely. So, (laughs) Justin, do you have any projects that you would like to plug or anything you've got going on in your life? So many things happening uh, always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Can keep up with my hijinks uh, on. It uh, is. It is part of the. Can <laughs> <laughs> keep up with my hijinks on uh, Instagram or Twitter at the, the Justin Glover. The that's T H E. Yeah. J U S T I N G L O V E R. It's true. Justin, that is often how Nick and I refer to you uh, As in well conversation. You yeah, it's true. Uh, TJG, the Justin Glover, we <laughs> T- refer to you. It by took me a little while TJG. to figure that out. That's what you were saying in our text. Yeah, we should have probably decoded that. I was definitely you, like, who is TJG? Up, baby, <laughs> That's the Justin <laughs> You're a smart boy. Oh, by the way, if you do out. follow me on Instagram, I hope you're in for me never posting. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting in there. <laughs> it's very, very exciting. Um, Again, Justin is an incredible quilter. Uh, I feel like, are you selling any of those? Can anyone um, reach out to you for a commission uh, or are you just yeah, kind of doing sure. it for so fun? I sew for a living. So whatever <laughs> you need sewn, uh, hit up your girl. DMs are open. Amazing. And uh, yeah, and we'll see what we can do. I can do it all. Great. If you have a check, as, just like Willem Belli says, if you've got a check, I've got a talent. True. <laughs> That's you incredible. are incredibly talented. You are one of the funniest people that I know. I am one of the funniest people, honestly. I mean, literally. You outshine everyone. I feel interested that I know, but like. <laughs> all right, and know. so thank you all for coming. Wow. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> um, thank you for coming and dealing with this setup. We really appreciate yeah, you for sure. uh, lending your time and talent to the pod. Anytime I get to see a hologram uh, of you, Meryl. Um, I'm not, uh, doing anything specifically at this time. Um, just kind of starting some new projects, but we'll see where that ends, but nothing concrete at the moment. Meryl? I'm currently substituting. Uh, so if you are in my school district, (laughs) um, I might be teaching your child. Um, I guess that's pretty much all I've got going on. Um, Uh, follow us on Twitter at bits over B way. That handle is pretty much the same through Facebook, Instagram. That's our Gmail account. Mm-hmm. If you want to shoot us an email, let us know what you're thinking, comments, questions, concerns. You can find us. You can <clears throat> uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts on iTunes. Um, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast we're on it um yeah just reach out let us know that you're listening tweet at us uh tell us what you thought of the new episode we love hearing from people uh is my favorite thing when we drop an episode to see what everyone reacts to because i forget because we drop these about six to seven years after we record them (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> so it's super fun. I mean, I guess we should tell the people it's, it's July of 2012. Yeah. Today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. excited to see what happens in uh, four years. Um, with so the presidential excited election. Yeah. for I can't Obama. Wait. Um, Obama was just reelected. It's great. <laughs> Things will never go bad. <laughs> Things are going well um, in America. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, so great it's a good right time to be I love alive. graduating from college. Uh, Podcasts are still a relatively new medium. <laughs> we got in on the front <laughs> end. <laughs> We did. Thank God. It's not in. It's not a saturated market, and people actually do love this. Um, so yeah. So rate and review us, please. Tell us. Tell your friends about us. Uh, like our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We just and we want to hear from you um, on how we can make it better. Definitely. So uh, I think that's everything for me, Connor. Everything for you. Yeah, I think we're all good. So great. We'll, uh, Thanks to Nick and uh, yeah. our sound engineer, and we'll see oh. you guys next time. Bye. 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 Cut. <laughs>